It is such, God has created the worlds in such a way that there is repetition. There is a faithful, there is a, God is a faithful God and there is a process that takes place uh, throughout the world. Uh, we can look at the, the sun that arises every morning. And it sets in the evening and the, the moon arises and takes its place to light up the night sky. Uh, and it happens every single day. And it's to the point that you can, you can pull up the weather app on your phone. And you can find out the exact minute that that sun's going to arise tomorrow morning. You can pick up your, that same app and you can find out almost the exact minute that that sun is going to set tonight. Because there's a certain, uh, there's a certain circular nature to the universe. It is re re there is repetition. There is that certain, uh, you, can, you can count on the consistency of nature. You can count on the fact that the sun's going to come up every morning no matter how you feel. Because that is resembling the nature of God. It's through creation that God reveals himself to us. And God is faithful. There is the four seasons. There's winter and there's spring and there's summer and there's fall. And it happens every single year at the same time. It happens every single year. There's things that you can count on in life. Amen. There's even in your own body that the heart, the heart that you have in your body continues to beat at the same, uh, at the same speed. And if it becomes irregular, you have arrhythmia and you have different problems. Uh, and there's, uh, there's issues that you'll, you'll deal with. Amen. When there's things that are out of whack in your own body and in your own life. And it's, there's not a faithful, there's not a consistent uh, heartbeat that you have. And you begin to have problems, you begin to deal with things. And the church of the living God must be faithful in everything that we do. There must be a certain level of consistency where I'm going to show up to church. Amen. On every Wednesday night at 730, I'm going to be here because that's what time church starts. Every Sunday morning, church starts at 11 a.m. I'm going to be here at 11 o'clock. You can rest assured I'm going to be here when church starts. I'm going to resemble the nature and the character of God. I'm going to be faithful in my commitment to live for God. I'm going to resemble the God that I serve. Amen. There should be no uh, questioning, amen, if I'm going to be here or not. There's, there's no question I'm going to be here. And the uh, we can see in nature as well, amen, you can, it's oftentimes it's the things that are not faithful that catch our attention. You can... Uh, before when the sun sets tonight and the moon's out and the, the stars begin to light up the sky, your eye will go to that star that's not being faithful. Your eye will go to that star that is falling there. It's that bright light in the sky and it's, it's darting through the sky and you, you just notice the things that are, that, are not, uh, that are not faithful. You notice the things that are out of place. Amen. But there's something. Amen. It's not the, uh, it's not the falling shooting star. Amen. That's going to get you home. It's the stars that simply stay on course. You can look up every night and you can see those same set of stars are right there. And isn't it, it, is it any wonder that the old, uh, the old travelers, the old astronomers of, of yesteryears, they would look to the stars and they, they were in their rightful place. They were faithful. Every night those same stars would be there. They would tell the travelers how to get home. And it is when there's a faithful church in the city of Lathrop, in the Abundant Life Center, when there's a faithful church that... It doesn't matter what time, amen, what, where, what's going on in your personal life. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, amen. People know when I, at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday night, there's going to be a faithful group of people that's going to be lifting their hands to God and giving Him glory. And then it's going to be the faithful people that help the backslider to find their way home. It's going to be faithful people that help the lost to find their way to God. People drive by this street, amen. No doubt they live around the 
they drive by perhaps every Wednesday night on their way home from work. Or, or they're driving by every Sunday morning on their way to the park to have fun. And they see there's that same set of cars. There's, that, there's, that, there's a group of cars. There's a group of people that they're faithful. And one day, amen, when they're trying to find their way home, they're going to find, amen, they're going to go to a faithful church, a group of faithful people, amen, that's just faithful to God. Amen. Nothing truly exciting about it, but they are the ones that are consistent that help the travelers to find their way home. And I want to be faithful to God. Amen. There's something that's so powerful about a person's life that is just faithful. You can go through things in your life. Perhaps you just come to this church. The months go by. The the years go by. And you you observe other people in church. You see who's, you know, doing what. Who's involved and who's really plugged in. And then throughout the course of your life, you reach a point where... I need somebody to pray. Your mind starts thinking, who's been faithful? Who do I know I can call? And they'll help me get through this. They'll help me. Amen. Perhaps, amen, a backslider, amen, away from God. Amen. They know my mom and my dad, they never stopped praying. Amen. I've went out and I've done my thing. I've hit the clubs. I've taken drugs. I've done this. I've done that. But they know. I know how to get home. I know how to get home. I got a faithful mom. I got a faithful dad. I know how to get home because there's a faithful group of people. And if we could ever become faithful, and I'm not saying that we're not faithful, but I'm saying if we could truly get that revelation that I want to be faithful, it's going to just be day in and day out. It's going to be every day. I'm going to pick up my Bible. I'm going to open up my word, the word of God, and I'm going to read that book. Amen. Yes, I did it yesterday. Yeah, I did it the day before, but I'm going to be faithful to God in my in my search in my, of the Word of God. I'm going to be faithful to God and hitting my knees in prayer every single day. Yes. It's day in and it's day out. There's a certain repetition, just like the, the seasons of the year, just like the sun that rises and sets. Amen. There's a consistency. It's snowing. Amen. I, I, there, there's something about my life. It's got to resemble the faithfulness of God. People have got to know, amen, they can look to me, amen, and I can help them find their way home because I'm grounded, I'm rooted in the word of God. Amen, and I believe, amen, that this church, amen, the people I'm preaching to tonight, amen, I believe you've got it. I believe you've got that understanding, amen, of what it is to be faithful, lest you wouldn't be here tonight. Amen, but it's going to be up on the backs of you and I, amen, that backsliders are going to find their way home because I'm just faithful to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It seems like, amen, study. Uh, just studying the life of different careers, half the battle is just showing up. Half the battle is just showing up. I'm just going to be faithful. I appreciate the testimony of my father, amen, the bishop of our church. Amen. I, I, when he was telling about praying and didn't feel God, but here I go again. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to be faithful. And it's because of their faithfulness that I could be faithful. That I could see that's how I had to live my life. And this church is faith, becomes faithful, more and more faithful. Others see. And I got a need, I'm going to call Sister Dooley. Because I know she prays. When I got a need, I'm going to call Brother Nate. Because I know he is faithful to God. 
And this church will be that, uh, that marker in the sky, so to speak, that people look to. That's how I find my way home. Yeah, I may be doing my own thing right now, but I'm going to find my way home when I look at the faithful people of God. They are telling me that my God is still faithful. When I am faithful, I am telling the world that's because I have a faithful God. It's not based on how I feel. It's not based on what I'm going through. It's not based on the money in my bank account. It's not based on the clothes on my back. It's based on uh, that I've got a relationship with God and and I realize He's faithful. And because He's faithful, I can be faithful. Amen. Because He's a faithful God. Amen. He said this word, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but I will be with you even to the end of the world. Amen. Faithfulness. Webster defines it as fidelity, a loyalty, a firm adherence to allegiance and duty as the faithfulness of a subject. A second definition is strict performance of promises. Strict performance of promises, vows or covenants. Constancy in affection, such as the faithfulness of a husband or a wife. Problems arise in a marriage when one spouse suspects the other of being unfaithful. They want to know everything is going to be all right. I'm not going to worry about this little thing or that little thing. I know that my spouse is faithful. I've been faithful. They've been faithful. And it's a beautiful relationship. And God, such just like the uh, faithfulness in a marriage... Amen. We ought to be faithful to God. Amen. Not, uh, not playing around with the gods of this world. Not, not tinkering around with, with this over here. Holding hands with, with the devil and holding hands with God. We're to be faithful. God, you've got all of my heart. You've got all of my attention. God, you've got everything. God, I'm not, I'm not giving half to you on Sunday and the other half to the world on Sunday afternoon. God, it's all yours. I'm faithful to God. And the faithfulness of God. We cannot begin to discuss our faithfulness until we, we understand God's faithfulness to us. We cannot even begin to talk about faithfulness on any other level unless until we first, amen, understand God's faithfulness to us. Amen. And just studying the Word of God, Revelation, it's not in here, your notes, but Revelation 3 and 14, it talks about the faithful and the true witness. Throughout the Scriptures, God is described as being the faithful one. And to me, that is comforting. To me, that's knowing, you know, you know what, Brother Nate? No matter how far I go in life, no matter how far I may wander, I know that if I can reach out to God, He'll accept me. He'll be there. Just like I know the sun comes up in the morning and sets in the evening, I know that my God is faithful. I know that if I reach out to Him, He will embrace me, He will accept me. Because we know He is Amen. He's a faithful and true witness. He did not save us and leave us to figure out how to stay saved. God did not save us and leave us to figure out how to stay saved. He did not bring you to church on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. Fill you with the Holy Ghost and say, okay, buddy, sink or swim. Figure it out. That's not the God that we serve. 
but rather He has made certain commitments and promises to us that assure us of His faithfulness to us. He is faithful in forgiving our sins. Amen. The Word of God says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 9, if we confess our sins, He is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. No matter how many times you mess up, you stumble. You thought, man, I thought I was going to do good. Here I find myself on Tuesday lying again, cheating again. And it just sort of slips out a cuss word. And you come back to God. And you know that God, I I I really want to live for you, God. I want you to help me, God. Will you please forgive me of my sins? And God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He is faithful in a committed relationship to us. Like we talked about a marriage relationship, God is faithful in a committed relationship to us. Hebrews 13 and 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen. God is in a committed relationship with you and I. When you made up your mind to live for God, to serve God, you said, God, I'm going to give you the rest of my life. And God committed back to you that I'm going I'm to be there for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. You may feel all forsaken. You may feel all alone, but God is still there. He's still in a committed relationship. There's times in the, in the course of a marriage, a husband and wife will get into an argument, but they know. I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm committed. I'm, I'm going to stick this out. We're going to make this work. And there may be times in a marriage you mess up, but I'm in a committed relationship. I'm committed. I'm, I'm going to pull that. I'm going to make this thing work. And you are in a committed relationship with God. God is also in a committed relationship with you. And says, I'm not going to give up on you, Brother Noah. I'm not going to give up on you. I believe in you. Deuteronomy 7 and 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. Some of you think you hold promises. You're good at keeping promises. You can't possibly keep promises as well as God can. Because God said, I will keep uh, my commandments to a thousand generations. God speaks promises to the man Abraham and says, I'll bless you. I'll bless your seed. I'll bless their seed. I'll bless their seed and their seed. And he kept going down the line. You can't count it, Abraham. That's the kind of committed relationship I'm in with you. Amen. You think sometimes I, because you mess up, because you falter, because you stumble, that God gave up on you. That's not the kind of God that I serve. The kind of God that I serve says, I am in a covenant relationship with you. And I, when I said I'm going to help you and I'm going to never leave you nor forsake you, I meant it to the end of the world, to a thousand generations. The God that we serve is committed to helping you make it. When you give up on yourself, when you think, God, why don't you give up on me? God says, I'm not giving up on you. I am a faithful God. I am the one that keeps covenants and mercy. 
Amen. He is faithful in times of trouble. He is faithful in times of trouble. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil in the good times and in the bad times. He is there. He's faithful. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. God is with you. In the temptation. God is there. And God is faithful. God is committed. 1 Peter 4 and 19. Wherefore let let them that suffer according to the will of God. Commit the keeping of their souls to him. And well doing as unto a faithful creator. And with such an awesome God. How could we not be faithful? For we must reciprocate faithfulness with faithfulness. We must reciprocate faithfulness with faithfulness. How discouraging would it be if you couldn't predict when God was going to be there when you prayed? You think, well, I hope he shows up today. He, he kind of misses here and there. I prayed on Tuesday and he was there, but then Sunday I didn't feel him and then Saturday I couldn't feel God, but then I felt him on Friday and, and we're left to kind of wonder, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I can count on God. People only go so long before they realize, you know what, if I can't count on the God that I'm serving, then he's not a God. But God is faithful. And if he's faithful... We are to resemble him. If we're to say, I'm a Christian, to be Christians, to be Christ-like, and Christ, Jesus, is faithful. And if we are not faithful, then we have areas to work on in our lives and say, God, help me to be faithful. The scripture in the, in the word of God as I believe it's in the Gospels. Jesus begins to tell the story of how uh, those that would stand before him on Judgment Day, he would say to some, uh, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And then to others that would make it to heaven, he would say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You ain't getting heaven if you ain't faithful. You've got to be faithful to God. In every area of your life. It can't be a hit and miss. Uh, inconsistent relationship. Just always a bumpy ride. Kind of in and out. And here and there. You know. It's got to be faithful. God I'm faithful. God I, I am working to get to heaven. I understand it's not by works alone. But there is works involved. In getting to heaven. I'm preparing myself. Our faithfulness. To God. It's our faithfulness to God. We first began with uh, the faithfulness of God or God's faithfulness, and now we talk about our faithfulness to God. 
The first area of faithfulness we will look at is our faithfulness to God in personal relationship. It would be wrong of us to believe that we can be born again and then not be faithful to God, yet still expect to make it to heaven. The Word of God is not always smooth as butter. Sometimes it comes across and it's hard. Sometimes the Word of God comes across like it says in the, in the Old Testament and it's a hammer. And you feel, wow, that hurt. But it begins to shape you and it begins to mold you and it begins to make you. And if we buck and we say, oh, I don't like that. We resist the will of God from being done in our lives. But if we say, God, that hurts God. But God, I received that word. I want to have a right spirit. I want to receive it. I want to receive what you have for me. Amen. Matthew 6 and 24. No man can serve two masters. He will hate the one and love the other or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. James 1 and 8. A double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Amen. We've got to be faithful. We've got to be fully committed. Fully surrendered. I'm going to I'm going to live for God and I'm not going to play games with God. I'm going to live for God with all of my heart and not half-heartedly. Amen. Nothing is more, uh, sometimes I would say, use the word disgusting, than to see someone that wants to live for God half-heartedly. And not really with all their heart. It's like, who are you fooling? Who, who, why are you playing games? Either live for God with all your heart, or don't live for Him at all. The Bible, the Lord said, I would rather that you were hot or that you were cold. But if, because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. God wants people that are just have a made up mind. I'm going to be faithful, God. I'm going to give you everything. God honors those that are faithful to Him. God will honor your faithfulness to Him. Just simply being faithful. God honors that. Psalm 31 and 23. Oh, love the Lord, all ye His saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful. And plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Amen. I want God to keep his hand upon my life. I want to stay under the, uh, the, the direction and the providence of Almighty God. I want God to preserve me. I want God to keep his hand on my life. And so I've got to be faithful. Psalm 101 and 6. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. That they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way. He shall serve me. Amen. The Bible says that when we're faithful, God's watching over us. God's looking at your life. And God, uh, we may talk about it another time. We've talked about it in the past. Uh, but people that are faithful in their commitment to a time of prayer, they're, they're faithful in their prayer life. It is those people that God chooses for intercessory, intercessory prayer. It's the faithful people that pray that God says, I know I can count. Amen. I can count on Brother Paul Camarena to pray an intercessory prayer. Because I know that if I tell him to pray, he's going to pray. He's going to drop everything. He's going to pray. I know that uh, I know that this particular time of the day, amen, Sister D is going to be praying. And so I can put a burden on her soul. And God can use each one of us when we're faithful to him. His eyes are upon the faithful of the land. Proverbs 28 and 28, faithful man shall abound with blessings. And God expects us to be faithful to him. He expects us to be faithful to him. Perhaps you've read this, the 
the Old Testament book, the prophet Hosea. Amen. It's a rather unique book in the storyline that it tells. In case you haven't read it out. The Lord speaks to the prophet Hosea and gives him a very uh, interesting command. Hosea, I want you to go out and I want you to find you a prostitute. And I want you to marry her and take her as your wife and bring her home with you. And Hosea, obeying the word of the Lord, amen, goes out and he finds this woman. And I don't, my, her name doesn't, it slips, slips my memory at this uh, moment. But Hosea picks this prostitute, marries her, takes her home. He loves her and she's good to him and he's good to her. And then through the course of time, Hosea wakes up one night and finds out, my wife is not next to me. Wonder where she could be. And Hosea goes out to the streets and searching for her all the, all the night and then finds out, my wife went with another man that gave her a little bit of money. Probably no doubt heartbroken. He's, and she probably... I don't know, maybe she apologized, came back, and Hosea accepted her back. I forgive you. I know you're struggling. What, I don't know what he said. They made up. I love you. I love you too. And the relationship continues on maybe for another week or so, and then another night, Hosea comes home, and she's gone again. <laughs> What's going on? I thought we'd work through this issue. His wife is out again, sleeping around for money, living the promiscuous lifestyle. And the reason that God told Hosea, uh, the, the story would progress to the point that Hosea would cry out to God and say, God, why did you have me marry this prostitute? You knew she would be this way. You knew she would change. You knew she would not be faithful. And God spoke to the prophet Hosea and said, that is what it's like in my relationship with my people. They love me one day and the next day they go out and they serve other gods. Things get hard. They come back and repent. I forgive them. Have a great relationship. Things are good. My people go out again and they have idolatrous relationships. Things get hard, they come back and they repent. I accept them. And this is back and forth. And God is teaching the prophet Hosea, that's not the kind of relationship that I want to have with my people. Hosea, now you know how I feel, Hosea, when, my, when, when your wife or your spouse is not faithful. That's how I feel as a God when my people are in one day and out the next. And then they're back in and, and then they're out and then they're back in and Hosea, it hurts, doesn't it? That's how I feel, Hosea. I love this group of people. I put my name in here. Jerusalem is my city. And then they go out and they serve other gods. The merciful God that I am, I accept them back because I'm a faithful God. How would you feel tonight if your spouse ran out on you? How would you feel? And they came back and said, I'm sorry. It's all right. We'll work through it. 
Anybody? It'd be a pretty hard conversation to have. Much less if it happens three or four times. This is this is this is foolish. What this is over, you would say. But God is faithful to a thousand generations. And God said, I made a promise to Abraham. This is going to be my people. And God is faithful to his people. And God will be faithful to the abundant life center of the city of Lathrop. God will be faithful. There will be times in your life you think, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay the mortgage this month. I paid my tithe and I got all this little bit of money left over. He's faithful. He's faithful. You think, well, I, I've fasted. I've sought God. I've prayed. I've paid my tithe. I've done this. I've done that. Something happens in your life, you think. Wow. wonder what God's going to do. He's faithful. He's going to see you through, Brother Tim. He's going to see you through. There's no questioning it. He's going to see you through. He's faithful. That's his nature. That's his character. I made you a promise. You made me a promise you're going to live for me. I made you a promise that's going to keep you. And as long as you're willing to do that, amen, God is willing to keep his hand upon your life. So great is the man's love for her that he continues to be faithful to her until the time that she becomes faithful to him again. God used the book of Hosea to show us his deep love for us as well as to illustrate the fact that if you are going to serve God, you must be faithful to him. In the book of Revelation, we talked about Laodicea, that they become lukewarm and God wanted to spit them out of his mouth. And further study shows that the church had become unfaithful in their relationship with God. The church of Laodicea, they became unfaithful to God. You say, well, how does unfaithfulness really begin? How do I begin to be unfaithful? It's as simple as deciding to forego reading the Bible one day. It's as simple as saying, I'm just going to not pray today. And I'll just, I'll just miss church. And then the next time, I just don't have time. I'm just going to pray on the weekend. I'm going to read my Bible tomorrow. And we begin to develop unfaithfulness. And God said, I want you to be faithful. I want to know that I have a relationship with you. If I, if I began to come home from work and Sister Shannon was to talk to me, I would just start ignoring her. And then the whole day, that'd be bad. <laughs> it'd be problems. <laughs> it'd be all bad. She'd be calling you ladies. And, oh, we're having problems. How, how is it in our walk with God that sometimes we can just go and not pray, not read our Bible? God's thinking, what did I do? Like, you don't think God has feelings? God has feelings. God loves us. That's a feeling. It's also a decision. That church of Laodicea had been so unfaithful that the Lord, listen to this, the church of Laodicea was lukewarm because of their unfaithfulness. It had been so unfaithful in point F that the Lord had to stand outside the door of the church and knock in order to gain entrance. Could it be that God stands outside of the Abundant Life Center and knocks? Can I come in now? That's scary. We must be so careful to keep our faithfulness to God so that nothing will come between us and Him. Because I will tell you, 
the moment you begin to be unfaithful to God, there's something else that slips in that little wedge. There's something else that slips in that little slot that you took God out of. Something else slips in there. And if you're not careful, that will become a really big problem in your life. And then we'll choke out God. And God will say, all right, I'll stand over here. I'll just kind of, hey. This story in the book of Revelation, he had to actually stand outside the door of the church and knock in order to gain entrance. Why don't we stand to our feet? Amen. And let's just uh, set our lessons aside for a few moments. And I want us just to simply pray. And I want each and every one of us to just simply talk to God for a few moments. Why don't you begin to talk to God one-on-one and say, God, I want you to search my heart right now. Come on, God, I want you to search my heart, God. I want you, Lord, to, Lord, to help me to... Uh, be a faithful man or woman, young person, whatever uh, age I am today. God, help me to be faithful to you. God, in every area of my life, God, help me to not allow a spirit of unfaithfulness to come into my life, Lord. Nothing to be wedged itself between me and my walk with God. Let nothing take the place of my relationship with God. Let nothing take the place of my walk with God. God, help me to be faithful to You. God, help me to be consistent. Help me to be loyal in my commitment and my covenant to You, Lord. God, help me to give You everything, Lord. God, help me to worship You with a whole heart, God. Not with half of a heart, God. Not with just a little bit, God. But with everything, God, that You've given to me, Lord. Help me, God, to be faithful to You, Lord. I pray, God, that you would work in the abundant lives in your place of God. That this church, God, God, others would see the faithfulness, God, of these wonderful families here tonight. And it would be the faithfulness, God, of this group of people that helps others to find their way back to God. That helps others to find their way back to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I worship your mighty name tonight, Lord. God, I worship your mighty name today, Lord. I praise you. Come on, let's lift him up in this place today. Let's magnify him. Let's give him glory and honor. Y lo no, 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 no,
faithful church that helps others to find their way home. 